right. Welcome back to the Feeling Peachy podcast. I am your host, Peachka, and we are back with season two. And I am so excited for this guest. I am so excited to be joined by the incredible DJ. I feel like this has been a long time coming for me. I've been wanting to sit down and have a chat with this girl for so long. Um, she is a being of many, many talents. Um, and I am, yeah, I'm so excited to be sat here talking with you. I mean, even from a distance, but you know, we're here, we do what we can. <laughs> um, I feel like just, you know, just um, introduce yourself and tell everybody a little bit about what you do. Hello, everyone. Well, that was, I mean, I don't feel like I should say much after that. How can I top that? Okay, that's all I need to know. <laughs> but no, I'm kidding. Um, so my name is DJ, and um, I don't know. I, I like to, I'm many things. I'm first and foremost a filmmaker. Um, I started off as a screenwriter, and then I created my own business of giving astrology birth chart readings, and that took off um, really well. And, you know, they always say the first year in your business is your worst year, but I ended up making six figures. So that was pretty awesome. And then I just basically, thank you. And I just basically <laughs> been having the freedom just to do whatever I want. So whatever it may manifest into, um, that's what you catch me doing. That's incredible. And it's like, it, it's so interesting to me because like I first came across you on Twitter, like had to have been like a year or two ago. Um, and it was like, for oh, wow. me, whenever I first started, like I kind of was just starting my like sort of spiritual journey. Um, and I was in kind of a dark space and I was kind of just turning to Twitter because I didn't really know where else to go kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. um, and there were actual people on there that were just, that were graciously giving out free, free game, you know, just like you. Mm -hmm. um, and, it, and it was a beautiful thing. Um, and then, and it was kind of just, you were another person that I kind of just um, started to build off of. Like I was paying attention to the people that you were following and the people that you were retweeting. And it was definitely a, a, an, a door opener for me. Um, awesome. Seriously. And then like, and then this, this summer, so I guess around like May or June, whenever you started going live on Twitter and like you were helping mm -hmm. people whenever like the whole lockdown thing was like kind of in full swing and mm -hmm. you were doing like those, the manifestation things on live. Um, and it was just like, it was very much like lining up with like the way that I was sort of seeing things as well. And mm -hmm. it, it was like, it was definitely like right place, right time kind of a thing, you know, mm -hmm. it just so happened that your, that your live popped up for me. And I was like, let's see what this is about. And it was exactly like, you know, it was, everything was kind of coming together. So I am just really excited to have you on and just kind of shed some light on this stuff to my listeners at the very least because yeah. I don't talk about I don't talk about spiritual stuff too much uh, I'm kind of just getting into it because it was kind of a thing that I felt like I was still needing to learn you yeah. know so I can you that. talk can you talk a little bit about like your transition from it being like your sort of personal practice to your profession you know like what you do is as your Ooh, career yeah, so um, I've always been a very spiritual person. It runs in my family. It first manifested into organized religion where my grandmother was a, a, a prophet and she was really into Christianity. But she, I, I like to think that she always felt more of the free spirit part of it of just like accepting a deity, a God that right. loves you unconditionally. So that's how she raised um, my, my mom and her sister to the best of her ability. And then my mom 
she was over the whole organized religion so she was just like look right. like there's a god but whichever you believe in and whatever you do like i'm i'm okay with that and you treat everyone as equal like i don't care if they're gay straight whatever like you you treat them as equal and so my mom is extremely intuitive like anytime her hand was itching she's like money's coming she was right um <laughs> yes. anytime she was like you know i think your brother's in a fight i'm like girl you crazy we pull up he in a fight i'm like oh my god so <laughs> i grew up with like my family basically acting and being witches so that right. was normal to me and um growing up homeless i didn't have things to really distract me as far as toys i lost a lot of my stuff around age 14 um, right. We couldn't afford it in storage anymore. So I spent a lot of time observing the world and paying attention to things that the average kid or teenager probably wouldn't um, yeah. pay attention to. So when I started my Twitter, just like everyone else, I just started tweeting randomly. And back yeah. then I was a little bitter Betty. And I only had like <laughs> 900 followers. I was just talking mad shit. I was like, I hate the world. I hate everybody. Like, But like my shit kept going viral though. It was so weird. Like I was getting yeah. arguments like Kim Kardashian and stuff. And I was just like, what is happening? <laughs> So um, this one girl started following me who was in astrology and she gave me a reading and it was weird because I just spent like my last $10 on her. So I was like, life is so stupid. Like I don't give a fuck anymore. So I was right. like, here, like take my money. Tell me what, tell me what I know. Let's see if this shit's real. I always believed in astrology, but the way this person was doing it, it was like, she knew things just by knowing when they were born, the time and the location. So I was just like, let's see if this is like legit real. Cause I know right. sun signs can resonate, but whatever. So she's like, okay, ask four questions, give me this information, and I'll answer them to you. And then when I got the answers, I was blown away because she knew shit about, like, me and my mom's relationship that I wouldn't tell mm. anybody. Like, I have mad Scorpio energy in my chart. Like, I'm very secretive bitch. Like, no, you don't know <laughs> shit. You will know what I'll let you know. So when she invaded my <laughs> privacy, I was like, oh, my God. Like, how, first of all, how can you do this? And second of all, bitch, you would not tell anybody. Yeah, so, and this shit got to uh, be real then, I guess. Like, Yeah, so she was like, um... It was crazy. She wanted to be like my personal astrologer and all of this stuff. She's like, you're going to be like famous, famous. And I was like, bro, what do you be like? I'm just trying to be a screenwriter. But I was like, okay, whatever. But I was just like, you know, I need to learn this because I don't like one people know my business. And if it was that easy, like I need to know what this is like. So right. I started training myself and it only took like a week because you just really need to know what the um, placements mean. Right. And, and, and it's very simple, like simple, like Mercury rules, communication and thinking. Okay, cool. So, um, what what I didn't know I was good at was I was really good at connecting the dots. So as I was learning okay. the placements and I would talk to people, I could connect the dots easily where it was accurate for them. But as time went on, I realized that um, it wasn't really just me reading the chart. It was me using my intuition, which is a point okay. of any kind of divinity, whether it's tarot, astrology, oracles, whatever. It's not right. that action in itself that is... Um, doing the reading it's the person who's doing the reading it's the one who's interpreting it and so um I would give readings and I was always accurate so I started charging and like I was just bold with it like I didn't give a fuck I was just like one week I'll charge like 15 bucks for four questions I was accurate for the whole week next week I'll charge 50 next two weeks after that 85 and right. I was just getting like bomb ass reviews people were like writing threads they were becoming obsessed with me my following grew really quickly and so I was like, I'm just going to turn this into a business because this is just fucking wild. <laughs> yeah. Why not? If it works, then keep going with it, you know? Yeah. So that's pretty much how it came to be. So 
in a way, it's like my lifestyle just became my job, which, you know, in my chart, it shows that's what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to be an entrepreneur. And that is a, the genuine sense of being an entrepreneur is that you create your life in every step of the way. And right. so I just, everything that I do is my creation. No one has control over me. No one can tell me, you know, no, you do this, you do that. I work with people and I uh, take their suggestions and stuff like that. And I'm all about cooperation and co-creating. Yeah reality at the end of the day I'm my own boss it's everybody absolutely absolutely it's the only way I feel and it's like it's it's one of those things where it's like you you know we we get sort of like trapped or or like conditioned or brainwashed into into wanting to follow what this what society says success is or Mm -hmm. or what everybody else says success is or what this is what you're supposed to have by 25 and you know you want the house and Mm -hmm. you want the marriage and you want the whatever um but it's like what say again no I'm I'm grinning like man all that pressure right yeah and it's like it's like but why why does it have to be what what other people say it has to be why wouldn't you want to make something completely different for yourself if it works Mm -hmm. for you you know, exactly. it's that thing of like, of, of self-awareness and knowing what works for you. And, and it's not necessarily the, the easiest concept for, for regular people to grasp, for everyday people to grasp if you're, if you're so stuck in that, that conditioned mindset, you know? Yes. So I think, I think it's something really difficult to break out of. And I think sometimes for some people, you have to go through those really big, like life-changing moments and, and almost have your entire life ripped apart before you can then create something new. It's, it's like, like those tower moments, like they say, it's like those mm-hmm. things that have to completely like crumble before it can be something beautiful. And it's, I think we mm-hmm. get so scared of that, of that crumbling that yes. we aren't even, we aren't even ready to see what, what the beautiful thing is. So 100%. I think, I think my question for you then is like, what, what kind of like advice would you give to somebody who is scared of that, of that tower moment? And they possibly do things to, to that are still to their detriment that are maybe worse mm-hmm. than what that moment could be mm-hmm. that would make room for such a beautiful thing. Yes. Um, I would say once again, it goes back to awareness, but here's the thing what people don't understand is the fact that you feared in the first place is what creates it to be a tower moment. Um, there are such things as gentle changes. <laughs> there are yeah. such things as changes that you don't, like you kind of just be groomed into. Like, for example, I was literally just sitting here with my mom and I'm like watching Judge Judy talk about coronavirus, like it's nothing. And I'm like, wow, it really has been a year though. Like this is our yeah. everyday life. And I was just like, man, I don't even remember when we really transitioned into that where it just became normal. And so once again, like, you know, for some people that was definitely a tower moment, especially if it affected them personally, but for a lot of people where it didn't, it was like a a gentle tower moment. It was like, yeah, it was changed on a, maybe on a subconscious level. It made us why we were all irritated more, more exhausted. We are all right now, especially in America is like walking depression. Like it's, we're all high functioning depression right now because anytime you're living under any kind of limitation or burden, um that does bring on depression and Mm -hmm. hello the the thing that we're in brings on loneliness and stuff like that so but what I want people to understand as well is that it's the way that you look at a situation that's going to make it a tower moment for you if you're going to fight it it's going to hurt 100% because here's the thing you can't deny God that's who you are that's like that's your power 
So it's not the fact that, oh, if I fear it or I push away, it's not going to come. It's going to come. That's what, that's what <laughs> pain is trying to tell you. Like, bitch, I'm going to clock you regardless. Do you want to fall asleep? <laughs> or do right. you, like, peacefully? I'm giving you the blankets. I'm giving you the bed. Do you want me to put you to sleep or do you want me to knock you out? Because either way, you, you have to fucking go to sleep. Yeah. You can wake up new. So it's, but that's part of the process. That's part of success. For me to experience this blessed life that I live with being my own boss, I had to experience of being the lowest of the low, which is what I consider my homeless experience. Right. So that's why I tell my story to people, not for them to feel sorry for me, but to be like, well, if she can go through that and be where she's at, then I can fucking get through a lot of shit. You know what right. I mean? I can, I can do anything too. And that is the point of why if anyone is in a position where they have a big platform or they have, they know they have influence on people to be vulnerable and share your yes. dark moments, share the things that used to limit you and used to even embarrass you because that is strength in numbers. You don't even realize the reason why we're around so many toxic people is because these are people who are suffering emotionally and they feel like they yeah. can't communicate that to one another because everybody wants to pretend that everything's okay and we're all perfect and you right. know if you're famous you got all these Birkin bags and that's all that matters so it's just like you have to, you have to be human to get the human out of humanity exactly and it's like this whole thing of like like you're saying like celebrity culture and stuff and and these things that we almost like glorify and like obviously social media comes into play with a huge part of it. Um, and it's like, it, it almost seems, seems like pointless to me if you're not going to share both the highs and the lows. Mm. It's, it's it like- seems... No, you're sorry. No, 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 it's fine. It's just, it's just that thing. It's like, if you, like you said, if you have that platform and you have the ability to share the highs, why wouldn't you want to express the lows you don't think that other people would resonate with that or that that would not make yeah. you maybe a little bit more likable like I don't know yeah. it just it's it, it's 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 interesting to me how people view weakness versus strength well and, and that it, it, it goes back to awareness again because I don't even think people are aware for example um you know there's there's certain rappers out there who, when they're at their breaking point, they start tweeting, you know, I'm human too. I have emotions too, but you got to be aware, bro. You don't show that 24 right. seven. You show like, no, you fear no bitch. And nobody gives a fuck. You don't give a fuck nobody's opinion and all the other stuff. So it's like, yeah, we should have common sense that you're human, but I need you to see that when they say, you know, out of mind, out of sight, that's very real for a lot of people. So if Absolutely. your vulnerability is constantly not there, yeah, they're not going to have compassion for you, bro. Like, right. that's, just, that's just it. And right, going back it, to... No, you No, I was just going to say, because it shows that you don't, that you don't value the vulnerability. If you're mm -hmm. not going to, sh if you're not going to share it, just like you would share the other things that you claim to mm. value, you know, it's yeah. like, it, it's, it's one of those things. So it's like, then when you're crying for help, it's like, it's like a little boy who cried wolf, you know, it's mm -hmm. that kind of a thing. That, that is so real. And I had to learn that personally. I remember... I used to get in a lot of arguments with my mom and I would want her to like be compassionate with me, but I would like, we would have big egos and I would just like <laughs> pump my chest with her and be like, what you're saying is not hurting me. And we'll just keep going deeper. And I'm just like, <laughs> when is it going to fucking stop? And then one time I like ran to her and she like just gave me the dirtiest look and I couldn't like society would be like, that's fucked up. No mom should do that. But what people need to understand is I've built up a wall so hard from what I went through with my homeless experience that I didn't know how to be compassionate to myself. So right. when I finally did want someone to be compassionate to me, they had no idea how to show it. Right. If anything, it probably disgusted wow. them 
because they weren't used to it because that's how I felt when people were emotional with me. I would get irritated. I would get disgusted. So when she did that, I didn't even get mad at her. It was a huge revelation of, wow, like you need to, you need to start being nice to yourself, bro, because you're reflecting back how you treat yourself. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's heavy. <laughs> that's yeah, heavy. I'm a walking wisdom pocket. That's what I call it, a walking wisdom pocket. <laughs> that's amazing. Because I, I feel like it's, it's through those, those deep realizations of the things that we really don't want to confront in ourselves that can open up so many other positive things. It's like, it's the thing of, um, what does Abraham Hicks say, of, of knowing what you don't want to get more of what you do want, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. It's like, it's, it's the things that happen to you that you don't like, you can continue to ignore that or whatever, or you can pay attention to what you don't like. So that way you can attract more of what you do like. But if you don't even know what you don't like and you're convincing yourself that you do like what you don't like, then you're going to keep getting that. You know, it's that so thing of if I- you see how I, powerful awareness is? Every, like, what we're saying is over and over again is awareness, awareness, yeah. awareness. Yeah. That's beautiful. I think, that, I think that's just been sort of the common theme for me recently over the past couple of months, obviously going through a breakup and stuff. That's what I've been mostly posting about and, and that sort of thing. That's what I've been moving through with my most recent project and stuff. Mm-hmm. And obviously, not obviously, but I'm, when, th- when this episode airs next week, I'm going to be turning 28. I know you just turned 28. Um, eight, eight, so eight. yeah, it's, um, it's, we just, look so good, right? I couldn't even yeah. tell, bro. We look so Girl. good, right? <laughs> <laughs> So I'm saying that's that's what awareness will do. Because I would not have guessed you were 28. I thought you were younger. That's that is dope. Yes, yeah. I love it. it. And it's this sort of thing. Obviously, there's a lot of pressure around you know the 27th year and that sort of thing. And like you know we like love Amy Winehouse and Kurt Cobain and all those people mm-hmm. who you know all the greats who passed away at 27. And for a long time yeah. when I was suffering through a heavy depression and dealing with substance abuse and stuff like that like and going through my like artist whatever I was like I'm gonna beat that's gonna be me and like it was Uh this thing of like glorifying this thing almost and thinking that like I was going to die young and this sort of thing and 27 was such a Uh huge number in my head for such a long time and it's Uh like it's a crazy thing because like this year was kind of when I had my spiritual awakening which is beautiful Uh so it was a death in a way um but but it's just, I, I, I wanted to kind of pick your brain. I, I took a nap earlier today and woke up with the question to ask you this. So it wasn't even, I wasn't prepared for, for, for this question, but I wanted to add, like pick your brain a little bit about what you thought about that sort of a thing. And like that, the whole 27 club and like, obviously yeah. just passing through, you know, even Frank Ocean mentions it, you know, in his lyrics, it's like this thing in the artist community that is like a, yeah. It's like a plague, a black cloud that hangs over you, but it's almost like kind of a cool thing at the same time, you know? No, yeah. Like like Abraham Hicks say, if you watch a lot of their videos, this is leading edge conversation. This is shit that I've never, I've, said, I've talked about this subject before, but I'm going to say it in a way that I've never said before. And I actually love how you framed it because it, it all makes sense. So we're going we're gonna to bring in a little astrology lesson um, at it as well. So... The Saturn return, Saturn in astrology rules Capricorn, it rules um, around 27 years, 27 to 28, 
to 30. So usually when people enter their Saturn return, which is around 27 to 30, um, yeah, they usually, it's usually a, a tough year for a lot of people. And that is because um, people are not aware. So right. the first uh, the first year through 29, a lot of people don't really integrate or apply the lessons that are being um, what we would say in limited conversation taught to them. So okay. the fact that they're not really listening um, to that, usually around age 27, to 28, 29, or whenever there's their legit Saturn return year is, it will be one year full of le- full of 29 years of lessons. Wow. And so that's usually like someone's like, a lot of people, you can do a survey, and this is like a collective answer. A lot of people are like, yeah, around that age, it's pretty fucked up for me. Like yeah. some people's like family who dies and all those stuff. So um, now astrology rules the 11th house, uh, Aquarius energy, which is a collective um and then the opposite of that is the fifth house which is leo which rules fame celebrities okay so it took astrology for me to understand why a lot of artists not just artists but powerful artists at that were dying around age 27 and that is because if you have already reached your peak where you're showing your unique uh, abilities, your unique God abilities, whichever way that may manifest in, and people are aware of it. Once you get past age 27, you are fucking powerful. And right. it's going to be, it's going to take a lot harder for people to even try to take you down. So that's why I was very, very excited for this birthday. I kept telling you, I was like, don't let me get past age 27, diggers. Right. I'm just telling you. And they did it. They did it. So anyway. Um, so yeah, once you reach age 28 um and in my personal transit chart i had pluto which is power let's go with that sextile which rules um an opportunity once in a lifetime or energy that's pushing it my pluto which is you know my power inside my natural birth chart the fact that the world's pluto was sextile opportunity once in a lifetime my natural pluto means that and you can even google it it would mean that this person has reached their saturn return and any kind of opposition would hardly go through like this person is matured in who they are and they they basically i feel like a lot of people who've already tapped into their creativity because creativity in astrology also rules god that's what leo right. rules leo rules god if i love people are like you know leos are goddesses you know, like leos act like royalty because they do right. they feel the god in them 100 i'm a leo rising what up? you know leo moon. <laughs> yes so that, that's yeah. very true so the fact that leo rules god and these people have already experienced the God abilities of having millions of fans and millions of people move at their very word and they have all right. this influence. It just goes to show that it's not a coincidence that they were taken down at a certain age. So I just right. want to make it very clear. Astrology may be a new millennial thing to y'all and a buzzword, but it's been around for a very long time. A and very people long who would time. Like to swear in your face that it's not real are the very ones who use it and understand it in a very, very strategic way. And so that's why we say people like Beyonce and Jay-Z, they're very, very, they're they're dangerous in the industry because yeah. not only are they their own, they're on their own um, platforms and stuff like that, they've, they've reached that, they knew they were a god before 28 and they made it past that. Right. So that basically, what I would tell anyone who's entering that year um if you know if you're just now starting now for me mine started around like age 25 so um I know that my 
28th, 29th year is going to be smooth sailing because this has been an active journey for me. This is what I've integrated into my business. Anytime I give a reading to someone, um, I was giving a reading to myself. Um, and I do all my readings like therapy sessions. So the, right. over three years, I read over thousands and thousands of people all around the world. I basically aged like 10 years in just those three. And, um, and that's what I love about my business. And that's why I feel like it makes me so much money because it benefits me on a soul level. It's not Absolutely. just a materialistic thing. Um, so I feel like the whole point is just to be aware. If you didn't even integrate, like I know you said that I'm entering my journey now of my spirituality. And that's why I said for limited language, I wanted to say learn, but you know, knowing you're a Leo moon and you, you do represent that God energy very well. I mean, that's how you attracted me, boo boo. Um, <laughs> exactly. I want you to understand it's not learning. It's remembering. That's what it right. is. You have to right. remember who you are. You already know all this stuff. So there's not much research you truly have to do. That's why if you notice a lot of artists in the um, industry are naturally spiritual. And that's yeah. because the more you tap into your creativity, the more you're going to tap into your spirituality. It's the same thing. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So there's not really like books you need to read or, you know, if you want to, cool, whatever calls to you, but don't think you have to do some like routine, like just keep being creative and you will keep remembering. Yeah, it's just that, that thing of being open and, and ready to accept the information and, and knowing mm -hmm. that you, you do have that intuition and, and it's there and it's always been there and you just have been ignoring it for so long or, or labeling it as anxiety or, or labeling it as, you know, whatever emotion you want to brand it when really it's just your internal compass letting you know yeah. which direction to go. You know, it's, they're all very mm -hmm. real feelings, but they're to be assessed and acknowledged and figured out why they're there and what, it, what they're there for. It's not to be, you know, to, to blame or to think that there's something wrong or, you know, not everything, not everything is detrimental. Sometimes it's just there to be assessed. I don't you think know? if you, we all want to get to a place where one day we can realize there's no such thing as anything being detrimental. Right. But because, but yes, of course, because of the reality that we live in now, um, the best way, life is paradox. It's a huge fucking paradox. And the best way to not experience negative situations is literally not to fear them, not to give a fuck, like let right. them come if they come. And let me tell you from someone who's been manifesting for deliberately for a very long time, um, negative situations do not come unless you literally manifest it. When you become aware of what you're doing, you can see all the times that you literally manifested a lot of negative situations. And yeah. I want to make this very clear for anyone who's listening to anyone who's experienced any kind of tragedy or anything negative. I don't want people to, under to think that because manifesting does mean that anything you attract you did it but what people get confused and they hear that is that they think we're saying they wanted it or they knew it was happening and they still just right. asked for it no one is saying that this is why i want to make it very powerful and very make you very aware that mm. awareness is extremely powerful yeah so that's why we want you to be aware of what you're doing so you can stop manifesting these tragedies on autopilot but I need yeah. you to understand there is power in taking accountability. When you finally accept that anything negative has ever happened to you was a result of a negative emotion, a constant, consistent negative thought, and you can really say that you saw it coming because of how your energy was, you yeah. learn in that moment that nothing ever outside of you can touch you ever again. 
if a million haters come at you, it can only hurt you if you push back. Right. There's power in knowing that. It's very powerful, yeah. It's this thing of, of that, in reality, like you were saying, reality, whatever we want to say that is, you are the only thing that matters. It's, it, you know, there is nothing outside of you. Yeah. And, and, and that's, and that's the ultimate thing, you know, people can say that that's selfish or whatever, and like, good, you know, like, <laughs> you know, like, good, like, like, you know, we should always be giving and, and caring to other people, but it's like, not until we've given and cared for ourselves. There you go. Be- because it's like, until you fill that up, then, then you're not even going to be aware that you need to. It's, it all comes back to it. All comes back to the awareness. Always. I, didn't, I didn't think that that was, this is how this conversation was going to go, but I'm very happy that it is. <laughs> <laughs> how did you think it was going to go? I really didn't. I wasn't sure, you know, I was just excited. I was like, let's That's however it happens, it. happens. Yeah. That's the beauty of it. That's why it's good to not always have predictions all the time and stuff like that. Cause um, in the book that I'm reading conversations with God, it, you know, it says like, you don't want to live life, you want to live a, a screenplay and a rehearsal every day. And that's when it hit me. I was like, wow, like, I don't want to expect things anymore unless it's just like for my favor. But how it comes, I don't care because that's life. I want to experience life. I don't want to know it. I want to experience it. Right. Yes. And have fun. I love it. And have fun, boo boo. Yes. I feel like that's a really good place for us to wrap. I think before we go, I want to ask you one last question. It'll be a quick yes. one. Um, and it'll be kind of a fun one. I want to, hey. I want you to tell everybody like the most, what the most astonishing manifestation you created. Like the thing that oh, you were I like, the, the thing that you were like, damn, I did that. Like, the, I, like that was me. Like that there's, was me. Bro, I'm telling you, there's so many. There's so fucking And you many. talk about it all the time, but I feel like this is like such a good, like it's such a good example of showing people that like you do have the power. Yeah. Um, ooh, this is pretty big. I guess I would go with my my Twitter because I people have witnessed me. Um, one thing I've done that I think is pretty awesome is that I've gotten a lot of people pregnant um, through my <laughs> manifesting service. Yeah, I feel like a baby daddy at this point. Um, <laughs> I personally have someone um, on my team before I even hired her and knew anything about her, she was like, my aunt went through six IVS um, and was trying to get pregnant for six years and she was about to give up. And uh, she believed in me, the girl that I was talking to me, telling this. So she was like, she told her aunt, she's like, please try her. Like, just buy the manifest for me. Like, I promise you it's going to work. And she, you know, her aunt was like, skeptical, like, this is stupid. I'm not going to do it. But I mean, she, she went through six IVS. So she's like, what, is, what can I lose? So she brought right. it. And the girl came back to me and was like, my aunt's pregnant. She's going to like give birth to a healthy baby. And um, I've done that about like five times already to people who literally said like, we have never tried. I mean, we have never like succeeded. We've had multiple miscarriages. The doctor said I couldn't get pregnant. And they all had healthy babies. One even had twins. One was born at 4, 4, 4 p.m. That's beautiful. So I I think that was one, one of the powerful things I did. But I feel like another one that I thought was pretty cool um, I want people to understand when you're manifesting, you really don't know how, and really recall it manifesting, casting spells, whichever way it is. You never right. really know um, how it's going to manifest. And it can right. actually come around where it's like, did I really do that? But it's just like, there's no such thing as coincidences. So yeah. um, 
I manifested sometime last year, uh, around December or something like that, that the only way the elites will be able to understand what the collective is going through is their accounts start draining. And so I was like, it's time to make the rich poor. Um, your words are very powerful. And I know from my chart and my experience that they are. And so when I tweeted it, um, I just let it go, let it fly. And then I don't know if you all remember earlier this year when the GameStop thing was happening and those common right. folks on Reddit uh, banded together and started draining billionaires' bank accounts through the fucking stocks. Even Elon Musk Amazing. got in on it and started helping. And I was just like, this is it. This is the revolution. I want people to understand, um, don't look at the conditions, but look at what's coming from these conditions. Um, the fact that we've seen something like the capital happen, which was savage behavior, but the fact that we did see that happen, the fact that we did see the Reddit situation happen, the common denominator through both these situations is that when you get a lot of people on the same vibe with a mission and a motivation, whether it's valid or not, you can fucking get results. So Absolutely. for anyone who's listening, don't doubt the power in you and don't doubt in sharing your message and don't you dare doubt in empowering each other because you need each other. And yeah. I'm letting you know that the climate we're living in, bro, you need your neighbor because yeah. it's, it's for everybody. It ain't white privilege anymore. They're, they're out for everybody. If you're not everybody. in a certain 1%, you're on the same shit list as us. So you might as well band together because there's power in numbers. That's why they want to separate us. That's why they want to do Black Lives Matter and all this other stuff. I get it. I'm a black female. I understand it. But stop singling us out. Join with us. Let's join together as Americans and let's get our country back in the sense of we need freedom. We need free speech. We need liberation. We need to know our government is able to take care of us. And there should be no way we're in this kind of situation in the greatest country of the world in a pandemic and millions and thousands and thousands of people are struggling and have no food and water. They just can't Absolutely. be it. It's this thing of like, if if people would just like open their eyes and, you know, again, become aware to the fact that like, there are so many things distracting from us becoming one, one whole unit. And it's, that's what it's been for so long. That's what the, all the systems are built off of is, is dividing one another. And it, uh -huh. it's, it's, it seems like such an obvious thing, but for so many people, if you're in it, then then you're too close and you can't see. Uh -huh. um, and it's it's just an interesting thing for me. Um, this theological academic, um, Carolyn Miss, she was just talking about this concept of of power being like a tall building and, and that when you're on the ground floor, you're in it and you can't see what's going on, the situation, you're, you're in the chaos. And as you move up these floors and become more self-aware and are able to remove yourself from the situation at hand, you can see uh -huh. down at what's going on and you uh -huh. remove yourself and actually are able to look at the whole rather than the individual. And it's like, uh -huh. they keep distracting the masses with these individualized thoughts. Uh -huh. So that way everyone thinks, well, I'm just so different from everyone else. And you know, uh -huh. I should be this or whatever. And it's like, no, 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 we're all the same because they all have what they want us to think we're supposed to have. When in uh -huh. reality, money isn't even real. So uh -huh. like, we're putting all this power in this fake thing. Why can't we just give all this power to like something else? <laughs> you know, it just, it, seems like, it just seems like, it seems so simple to me, but it, it, whenever I have these conversations with, you know, I would, I would say people that just don't get it. They're just, they're just looking at no, it. Like, they're not aware. Yeah. Yeah. They're not aware. 
And you got to realize there is, that's where self-compassion comes in and realize that you were once at that position too. So right. um, you just got to be patient in the sense of if you see that they're trying to get there, and there's a lot of people who are really trying. Um, yeah, be patient enough to help guide them. But if you see they're also stuck in their ways and they want to, they're committed to making you feel like you're crazy when you know you have results, then it's time to bounce. That's, that's where you put up the yeah, boundaries. Yeah. Like I got to go and I, I, I hope God finds you <laughs> because I can't get up in the form of me. <laughs> yeah good luck for you girl but like girl, yeah I'm just i send you love and light gotta go figure it out <laughs> oh gosh well thank you again for like spending some of time with me. um we're going to jump on clubhouse i'm going to incorporate this after every podcast so we're going Yay. to be live every week all right girl yeah. i will i will thank speak to you very so soon much. thank I you i can't wait to hear this